The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So I'm also not the only one in the room who's aging. I'm also not the only one who <laughs> can't hear so well anymore. <laughs> so um, if everyone could find their seat, we'll get started again. Thank you all for coming and and. Lots of people have told me how happy they are to just have a group like this that they could um, join and, and participate in. And it's delightful to, uh, to actually see how, how many of you showed up. David, <laughs> David had this idea and... Uh, uh, it's it's uh, it's obviously a good idea. So, <laughs> so uh, here we are, and we're going to um, we're sort of launching this this I don't want to call it a program, but this community, this this sangha of seniors here today, and. Um, <coughs> When we begin something, or when I when I begin with a group of people, I always like to just uh, go over some sort of ground rules or some some uh, protocol that we want to follow. So this is a large group, very large group, much larger than I anticipated, <laughs> and um, you know, it's quite possible that we will touch places that feel tender and vulnerable um, without, uh, you know, taking people to a place of overwhelm or whatever. But, uh, you know, I want everyone to feel uh, safe. I want everyone to feel welcome, and I want everyone to feel that you can trust us as facilitators and that you can trust one another. So... To that end, I'd like to get us to have a group agreement on uh, confidentiality. And this is just a basic. And it's not like you can't share what happens here with other people in your families or your friends. But just don't put names to what you're sharing. Does that seem reasonable for everyone? And can we get a group consensus that we're... I would say, does anyone disagree? <laughs> Don't feel any pressure. <laughs> so, so okay. So, also in in creating a, a container of safety, it's important that people feel um, that they can uh, have have their say, that they can express themselves freely without having someone. Uh, suggest to them that they should try this or try that or fix what they might be talking about. So I'd like us to also um, just keep in the forefront of our mind that we'll do our best not to cross-talk. So if I'm having an exchange with Barry and Barry tells me something, I'm not going to say, Barry, did you try this? Should you do that? You could, you see, don't do that because it just interrupts 
the process. And sometimes people are going through something, and while it's not the way you would process, it is the way that they do. And when you interrupt uh, or you, you know, give advice or try to fix, it just shuts them down. So please try not to do that. And, and on the opposite side or on, on, on your side, it's a, uh, a way that you can cultivate uh, deep listening. You see, there's nothing that people appreciate more when you're in relationship than to know that you're being seen, that you're being heard. So to learn this deep listening quality um, is it's a real skill, and it can serve you in many, many different uh, um, parts of your life. So uh, we'll create this container of safety together, and um, I, I so that it's not too airy fairy. I, I just want to say that it's a it's a container of mutual respect. There's a you know, 75 or 80 people in this group. That's a lot of people, you see? There's a lot of wisdom in this room. There is. And everyone's voice is welcome, and every one of you is important. Every one of you is important. So <clears throat> to just keep that <clears throat> in mind, in the forefront of your mind, you are important and so is everyone else. And uh, so that we can feel that we can t share with one another freely this quality of, of um, not cross-talking and of creating safety for one another. It's something that we will co-create. So um, when you're in small groups, the facilitators can't do anything about that because we're not in the group. But if it happens in a large group sharing, you know, I will, in the nicest way possible, say, please knock that off and, <laughs> and let the other person say what they want to say. So, so because of the numbers here, I also want us to keep track of time. Uh, otherwise, we're going to run short of time, and, um, and I suppose there's always another meeting. But let's, let's try to keep things um, on time. So I want to say a little bit about the aging process from, from some of my own personal observations. And uh, I'll start off by saying I don't know what the hell I'm doing when it comes to aging. I've never aged before. <laughs> and uh, this, is, uh, <clears throat> this is completely new to me. And um, I might fall into that category of senior in denial. It's like I still think that I'm, you know, 35 or something. And, and, and then I run out of energy and I run out of steam. And, you know, I bump my hand against something and I get a big black and blue bruise that lasts for five days. And it's... Uh, it's Interesting. It's an interesting... <laughs> and I, I, I want to say that one of the ways that, that helps me to recognize 
and can help anyone to recognize this and come to some sort of terms with this aging process process is to realize that it's kind of a, a, a transitional period. It's a, it, it's a, I think the word is liminal, when you're moving through two, two stages, moving from stage to stage. And so <clears throat> in the first half of our lives, you know, we're busy building, becoming, accumulating, uh, achieving, uh, doing those kinds of things. In the second half of life, we're learning what's important and what's hampering us, what's holding us back. So I found a a wonderful quote by uh, Carl Jung, and it goes, you can't live the afternoon of your life based on rules of the morning. Uh, does that does that resonate for you? You can't live the afternoon of your life based on rules of the morning. So, <clears throat> so <clears throat> what I expect will happen as we we get to know one another better is that we're going to see how much we have in common with one another, how much we share with one another. Our stories will be our own stories, of course, but the actual feeling of what it's like to to deal with uh, change, to deal with impermanence. You know, the world is changing so rapidly today. Um, I'm looking for my phone because I'm never without it. But (laughs) we've got this, you know, this digital onslaught of over-information. And we don't have time, we don't make time, uh, we don't know how to find time to just quiet down and, and... to just have a the ritual, maybe a simple ritual like a sitting down with a cup of tea and noticing how nice it is to just have a moment to appreciate this cup of tea, the warmth of the cup, and so on and so forth. I won't tell you how to enjoy yourself, but this idea of um, creating um, some sort of ritual that reminds you that you can be connected to yourself with a feeling of presence, you see? So, so as, as we age, as I age, I'll, I'll say this, I won't be presumptuous because I don't know what it's like for other people, but as I age, I realize how much of my life was spent sleepwalking, see? How much of my life now as an aging adult is also spent sleepwalking and it's very humbling but it makes me recognize to David's point this quality of some vega this this desire to wake up and be more real with myself and it makes me realize wow this is what it feels like when I'm present and okay and this is what it feels like when I step off the carpet and I'm and I lose 
connection with myself. And I think every one of us sitting in the room can, can relate to that kind of experience. When you know you're with yourself, present, connected, feeling, you know, feeling balanced, stable, everything is great. You see, <clears throat> that feeling <clears throat> is, is enhanced when you bring awareness to it. So, again, to, to David's talk, uh, that quality of awareness that recognizes when you're present, that recognizes when... Uh, I'm just going to say present. I'm not going to try to... And then when the disconnection happens, when you get triggered by something, when something occurs that, that pulls you, you know, it could be any number of things, you see. But when, when we're triggered and we lose that sense of connection, that's so much a part of our daily experience that we take being lost as a natural state. But it's not. It's a state of being lost. And with awareness, we can, we can learn to recognize that so that we can meet that place with kindness. So <clears throat> when I bruise myself, you see, and I look and I think, how did that happen? And it's, like, it's like, wait a minute, I'm, where was I? How, okay. it's in, you see, in the moments of of our day-to-day experience that, that are just part and parcel of the experience, we have the opportunity to really wake up. We have the opportunity to see things at a deeper level than we would normally see things. And again, it's so ordinary that we miss it. It's so ordinary that it's, it's like um, <laughs> we miss it. And... <clears throat> One of the things that I've learned, I, I teach a compassion program, and one of the things that I've learned there from a, a neuroscientific perspective is that if you don't recognize these moments of awakeness for what they are, or these moments of loss for what they are, you can't really build a habit. You only are reacting to old habits. So if we're trying to find a new way to be with the aging process, you see, to be with the things that come up for us over and over again, uh, it's, it's important that we recognize the moment when we are connected. So I want to put that word out, this feeling of connection, connection to yourself and connection to others. because this all happens in relationship. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say that when we lose connection with ourselves, we lose connection with everyone else. You see? We do. (laughs) So, So you can think about that. We don't lose permanent connection, But think about how wonderful it feels when you're connected, when you're seen, when you're listened to, when you know that there's genuine care, there's genuine respect, there's genuine, you know, uh, there's genuine 
sincerity, friendliness. So, so uh, in the past, elders were revered for their wisdom. You see? <clears throat> so today, um, maybe we don't hold the elders in the same way, but it doesn't mean that it's not true that, that we don't have wisdom. So the modern elder, <clears throat> I want to suggest, is as curious as they are wise. So be as curious as you are wise. So <clears throat> what I'd like to do is uh, another, little ex- uh, another little breakout group. That's why we tried to ask you to leave the chairs <laughs> in the group so that it doesn't take up too much time. But if you could find another group of four and tr- f- find different people so that you get to know uh, other people in the group. <clears throat> and... Uh, what I'd like you to talk about this time, um, I'm, I'm going, well, I was going to actually ask you to close your eyes and then I would lead you in a little thing, but I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to ask you to think about, right now, think about what it is that brought you here today. What brought you here today? What was the thing that brought you here today? You see? And then I'd like you to get into groups and then share with one another, you know, what brought you here today. Now, you might not have given that any thought, but with a moment of reflection, something brought you here today. You see? So think about... Because we'd like to find out what brought you here today. I'd like to find out. We'd like to know what it is so that we just don't presume that we know what's an issue for you as you go through your aging process. We know ours, but we don't know yours. So we'd like you to to think about that. And then we'll come back, and we want a few minutes to share in the larger groups so that we can get a consensus of what's happening. So, we have a common theme here, community. Community and connection and being here for ourselves and for one another. So, um, and we create that together. We create it as a community. So, uh, thank you for sharing. Thank you for coming. Um, Thank you for being part of the first ever senior sangha here at IMC. (laughs) seniors of all ages and those of us in denial. <laughs> and um, David has a few announcements that he wants to, to make here in the last minute or so, so I'm going to turn it over to David and Fiona. So I think, um, yeah, this is great. It's wonderful. Uh, healing, healing through community and, and healing through Dharma. great and we want to um, perhaps continue this uh, not only in the, the big group here but perhaps we'll form neighborhood groups so and we, 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 we have that idea for the future maybe not right away this month but but perhaps for the future if you'd like to get together during the month 
and discuss certain themes. I think that might be nice. There seems to be plenty to talk about. So in that regard, um, Fiona has a list of, of all of you and your email addresses and your actual addresses, um, uh, city addresses. And if you haven't uh, signed up, please, please do so. So she has, has you on record. And what we'd like to do is send out this list to everyone so you see who's in your city or who's near your city um, for possible ride-sharing and possible neighborhood groups. And um, if you want to get together and start setting that up now, that's fine, or maybe we'll initiate that process in our next meeting. Yeah, and uh, yes, so if you would like not to be on that list, if you'd like to be anonymous, please let Fiona know, okay? Um, And Fiona has a poem for us. This was sent to me by someone in our sangha. And uh, at the very beginning, right after uh, David had mentioned this idea, then this poem arrived. It's called Growing Older. Beautiful are the youth whose rich emotions flash and burn, whose lithe bodies filled with energy and grace sway in their happy dance of life. And beautiful likewise are the mature who have learned compassion and patience, charity and wisdom, though they be rarer far than beautiful youth. But most beautiful and most rare is a gracious old age, which has drawn from life the skill to take its varied strands, the harsh advance of age, the pang of grief, the passing of dear friends, the loss of strength, and with fresh insight weave them into a rich and gracious pattern all its own. This is the greatest skill of all, to take the bitter with the sweet and make it beautiful. To take the whole of life in all its moods, its strengths and weaknesses, and of the whole make one great and celestial harmony. So thank you. And uh, if you'd like to stay for lunch, we'll put out tables and continue.